This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we continue our YA Coach series with Bates Swimming and Diving Head Coach Peter Casares and Associate Head Coach Vanessa Williamson from the class of 2005. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Peter Casares joined Bates as the head men's and women's swimming and diving coach and aquatics director in 2007, and in 2020 was named NESCAC Women's Swimming Coach of the Year for the second time in his career. He then led the Bates men's swimming and diving team to a program best fourth place at the NESCAC Men's Championships a week later. A women's team record 11 athletes, as well as first-year Nathan Berry on the men's team, qualified to compete in the 2020 NCAA Division III Championships before they were canceled due to the pandemic. Coach Casares is well-respected in the swimming world, both as an accomplished Division III All-American swimmer and as a passionate coach and tireless recruiter. Peter's expertise and love for the sport have brought enthusiasm and national visibility to the Bates program. Vanessa Williamson, Bates class of 2005, was promoted to associate head swimming coach at Bates in 2016 after serving as an assistant coach the previous four years. An eight-time All-America performer in the butterfly and individual medleys, Williamson joined head coach Peter Casares' coaching staff in 2012 after coaching at the high school and club level in California for five years. Williamson is an Edward Little High School graduate, and her late father, Dick Williamson, was a beloved professor of French at Bates and a 2006 inductee into the Bates Scholar Athlete Society. Vanessa and Coach Casares joined the Bobcast today as we continue our Why I Coach series. Peter, I just want to start with you in terms of your background. You're in the Gettysburg College Hall of Fame, had a great career there. When you were swimming in college, when did you start to think, I want to possibly go into coaching uh, when I graduate? Most definitely it was my senior year. And it wasn't even that I want to go into college coaching or coaching in general. It was, it was this knowledge that um, I knew a lot about the sport. I spent a lot of time um, engaged, invested in it. You know, I mean, I, I mean, my, my swimming career really started strong in seventh grade. And by the time I was a senior in college, I felt like I, I felt like I really loved the sport and I um, appreciated um, all that it had taught me. And I had a psychology background in um, at Gettysburg for my major and a teaching background for my minor. Um, And I thought, well, I could either go into teaching or I could go into the sports psych world. And I really just loved the the mental side of the sport because I looked around in the pool and I saw a lot of people, you know, within tenths and hundredths of a second and thought, you know, I think my confidence and my belief in myself made the biggest difference in the end on my performances. Um, And so I wanted to dive into that. And so I started looking for um, graduate level work um, instead of going the student teacher route. Um, and I um, ended up applying to a bunch of schools for sports psych and I got into Miami, Ohio, um, and everything really worked out well there. And on my first day, um, arriving into Oxford, Ohio, I walked over to the swim coach's office and, and offered to volunteer, um, and help out with the program in any capacity that he wanted to. And that's, that's when I first started to think of myself as a college level coach. It was probably about six weeks later, I was waking up to morning practices and I was um, driving vans to dual meets and I just couldn't get enough of being on a pool deck 
um, learning about the coaching side of it, um, trying to understand why we did what we did, and then just loving the interaction with the students. Um, and it really just tickled the right place in the back of my mind. And I feel like I could have gone the sports psych route and done research and, and maybe consulting, maybe um, find myself at a university um, teaching. I don't know, but I just was like, no, I want to apply this. I want to apply this knowledge. And I love doing it on the pool deck. And and so I kind of just went that route where everything I was learning, I was taking into the world of coaching. And I felt like that was my passion and I was really excited. So my love for swimming never, never really stopped. It just changed to a new chapter or took a new direction. And um, like, I was just like, wow, this is it. I, I love this sport. I know a lot about it. And now this is what I want to do next. Um, and that's how it kind of started for me. Awesome. And then Vanessa, um, you know, you went to Everett Little, you swam here at Bates, you swam competitively after that in California, came back to Bates though to join Coach Casar's uh, staff. What was the inspiration behind you wanting to get into coaching? Yeah, um, I actually coached while I was competing as well. So even here at Bates, I helped out and coached Hebron Academy and their team my senior year. Um, and then once I finished my swimming career out in California, I knew that I wanted to work with kids or adolescents. Um, I think it was kind of inbreded in me with both my parents as teachers and always being surrounded by kids, even though I'm the youngest of my siblings. Um, I was always, you know, a babysitter and things like that. And I, I just love being around um, kids and children. And so when I finished training, I learned so much that I felt like I need to pass on a lot of this knowledge and coached out in California for a couple of years. Um, and then um, when Peter took over the program here at Bates, we developed this relationship that was really close and I really admired what he was doing with the program. And um, he had said, you know, if anything ever brings you back to Maine, I'd love to have you on deck next to me. And, you know, things kind of worked out really well. And, um, you know, I, I love being able to be back at my alma mater and pass on everything that I've learned. You know, growing up, Vanessa, I know your dad, longtime professor here at Bates, coached the club hockey team for many years. How much of an influence was he on you? Yeah, I mean, he never really pushed coaching or teaching on me or my siblings. Um, he did bring me to the pool when I was younger. I mean, don't tell anyone, but I remember changing in the men's locker room when I was really, really little. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was always surrounded by that, whether we went to, you know, sporting events here on campus or even like the dance recitals or um, thesis performances. Um, it was always fun just to kind of watch what the college athletes or students were doing. Um, so you just really exposed me to a lot, but never really pushed me in any kind of direction. Did you feel pretty prepared to be a Bates student athlete after seeing so many, you know, Bates student athletes kind of as you were growing up, kind of what they were doing? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to come here to Bates and do my preseason here before high school season. And sometimes it kind of either overlapped with their preseason with their open pool hours. And so I would see the college students and, you know, my senior year, they would come up to be thinking that I was a freshman and introduce themselves and, Hey, are you on the team and blah, blah, blah. And I'd have to be like, no, I'm still in high school. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of being surrounded by that, I didn't look as myself as something terribly different. And then Peter, this swimming and diving roster at Bates, obviously very big. You're coaching the, the women and the men. Um, how do you work with Vanessa to kind of divvy up those roles and your other coaches as well in terms of uh, making it all come together kind of, right? Yeah, so um, Vanessa and I share, you know, a love for the sport and teaching it. And, and, and our backgrounds are pretty similar because, you know, I was coaching summer league and she was coaching Hebron Academy and we were figuring out how to do this stuff. So we got along really well. And her first year here at Bates, um, we thought we'd just go with that, you know, like I'll coach this group today, you coach them tomorrow and um, I'll take the distance group, you take the sprinters and then we'll flip flop. And by the end of the year, they'll have both of us equally and, and they'll be better because there's two of us instead of just me. Um, and what we learned after that first year is we didn't know crap about anybody. Like we had 50% of the picture at all time. So Vanessa could watch an amazing set by a group of swimmers. And the next day I would show up and see them look like dog meat. And I'd, and I'd have no idea what happened the day before. Um, and so I might be riding them and getting upset, or I might be pushing them and they might, they might need a recovery day, or they might, I'm, they might need more to um, warm up into the set that I didn't realize because I didn't realize what had happened the day before. And so I just started to realize like, this isn't what I want. You know, this wasn't the deal for me to feel like I'm half connected with everybody. So in year two, I looked at Vanessa and said, you're really good. You are an awesome coach. You're having all the sprinters. And she said, wait, what? You know, like, I don't really know what I'm doing yet. And I'm like, you know exactly what you're doing. And if you have any questions, just ask me and we'll do it together. But she took 25 athletes and I took 35 um, and she knew those athletes inside and out. And when she had issues or, or wondering like, how do I deal with this that's going on? I had years of experience that could kind of guide her. And then she could take that group and have that conversation that they needed to have with her, not with me, you know, the head coach of the other group um, or the head coach of the program, but with the person that was coaching them. And so, so she took the sprinters. I took the endurance group. And we did that for two years and then we flip-flopped and I took the strength and sprinters and she took the endurance group for another two years. And then we just kind of settled in. So, okay, you take half the team, I take half the team. And um, it's worked out really well because we've gotten, I've gotten to know my 30 athletes really well. She's gotten to know her 30 athletes really well. Um, and we've also realized that we need to come together two or three times a week. Um, and, and Vanessa had some phenomenal ideas on how to do that. And, and we started to really make sure that even though we separated out the team into these two groups, we were better when we were together. And so um, we needed the um, amazing Sarah DeHair, um, who was our 400 IMer and 200 backstroker, um, to know what it was like to sprint next to um, Yannicka Ho and... Um, other, you know, great sprinters that we had Logan McGill, because they were going to be on the 200 freestyle relay together, even though one was endurance and one was sprint, they were both going to be on that relay. And then Logan was going to be on the relay, the 800 free relay with Julia Smacklow. So our 50 freestyle record holder is with our 500 freestyle record holder, both on the 800 free relay. And so when we know, when we noticed that for the men's and women's team, that they needed to know each other well, trust each other. Um, that's when we started to do practices together. Um, where we'd come up on Wednesdays and Saturdays and, and just make sure that the team was, was all training together and getting to know each other. So we had our moments to kind of like find that groove, see that consistency, understand how the season was developing from um, a big picture 
Um, and then I got to see moments of greatness um, with my endurance swimmers alongside her strength swimmers, um, pushing each other and creating those bonds so that when they were on relays or we were at a dual meet and it came down to the last couple events, everybody was doing it for each other. And like, as a coach, you just can't do it for them. They have to want to do it for Bates and they want to have to do it for their teammates. And that was what really started to make things special here is it didn't matter if we were sixth place or second place in the conference, or we were 10th in the country or 20th in the country, we were swimming for each other and they were having a phenomenal experience. And I think the consistency from the coaches and then the coming together um, really kind of helped pull that, pull that through. Vanessa, I mean, when you were here, you were a, an All-American multiple times in, in, in a variety of events, but there weren't that many All-Americans in the history of Bates swimming when, when you were here. And since then, and especially since you and Peter have been working together, there have been tons. There were 12, I think, last year alone, right? What's it been like seeing the program grow as a coach? Oh, it's been awesome. I mean, I remember the days when I went to nationals by myself or with the awesome years that I got to go with our diver, Kara Seaton. Um, but still as being the only swimmer, it's definitely hard and seeing the program now where it's on average 12 women going and having relays, it just makes it for such a fun meet and time together traveling. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, I would never want someone to go just by themselves. Um, so being able to be a part of an actual like team and a full group of athletes, it's a ton of fun. And Peter touched on those early years when he said, you're doing, you're, you're working with the sprinters. What was that like from your perspective? Hmm. Scary. Um, but you know, a lot of the training I did in California was kind of sprint based. And so I think Peter saw that I had that in me. I just didn't have that confidence yet. Um, so I had a lot of knowledge on it and I just, I needed to actually just have it myself um, but yeah, as, as the year went on, it got a little bit better, but it was definitely nice being able to have my own group of athletes to work with. Um, and you know, Peter was always there whenever I needed like, Hey, can you look over the set real quick? Um, but yeah, it was very humbling and awesome experience. And, um, so glad that I was able to given that opportunity. Peter, what do you enjoy most about coaching um, in terms of what, what, what makes you smile like each time thinking I get to do this, right? Um, I think the thing I love most is um, Nescacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, taper time. Um, and then um, relays, like I, I was like Vanessa, when I was at Gettysburg, I was a one man show for my first three years at nationals and my fourth year, my senior year, um, we had a relay qualify and bringing three other guys with me to the meet made all the difference in the world. So everything in my program has kind of revolved around a team mentality. Like I, I don't care if one person's fast, I need four people to be fast and four people can't be fast without 12 people that are helping them along the way. And if there's 12 people plus four people, we're at 16. So we might as well just bring the whole 24 doing it. And like, let's do this together because that's how you do it. And so when we look at our men's team bringing relays, we look at our women's team bringing um, as many, like we did not qualify our fastest relays last year um, for the women because we wanted to bring more women 
to the meat. So we mixed and matched and we knew we could get there with several different combinations and then swim our fastest relays when we got to nationals based on who was feeling good and who was fast because you need options and you need teammates and you need to know what's going on. Um, and so I think getting back to your, to your, to your question is, I mean, I love practice. I love running up and down and trying to take those moments to um, inspire a group um, to do something they didn't want to do. Um, but when we get to taper time and they're starting to feel good and the energy lifts up and they're laughing and smiling. And it's not just the, like, I mean, every day during the swim season is like, can I convince them to do this? Can I convince them to do this? This is hard. This is going to kill them. This is going to struggle. You know, it's the, it's the pain and agony bus and we're on it all the time. So when we get to the end of the year and they're starting to bounce back from that and feel good, you start to feel that energy on the pool deck. And that's when I'm like, okay, something special is going to happen. And every year people do things that I didn't expect at all, along with some of the things we do expect, but there's surprises. And I think that is what's so exciting is to be on the bus on the way home and talk about the people that you never would have guessed did what they did. And that just gives everybody this desire and this ability to believe, like you have every right to believe. You saw what Annabelle Carter did. You saw what Jonathan Depew did. You saw how Riley Ewing went from 154 to 147. Like everybody has a chance to do something here if you're willing to work um, and believe. And I think that's what it's all about is not necessarily the wins and losses or what place we come in, but when you see people do things they never thought they could because of their teammates and because of the program, you feel like you're like you're doing something right. And, and for this to be my job, a chance to make people believe in things and to see the, the benefits and reap the rewards of hard work, dedication, sustained consistency, not just I'm good today. You know, it's like I have to be good over weeks and weeks and weeks in order to be great. Like when they start to realize that and understand that that's what success in life is, you feel like, OK, um, faith swimming and diving is doing some good for some human beings. And I think that's what I like the most. Vanessa, how about for you? What's your favorite part of the of coaching uh working with the athletes so i mean it's you could say like when they look up at the scoreboard and they're so excited at the end of the race to see their time like that's great but i think coming to work every day and and being able to have that opportunity to be on the pool deck and working with these student athletes um is i mean that's my job <laughs> like i get to do that um, so that's probably my favorite part. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that I like the people that I work with, um, being coach Casares as well as coach, uh, Wallace, our assistant coach, um, and as well as, you know, our trainers that we have on staff and our strength coach, um, and, you know, our custodians here too. So, you know, if, if you like where you're working and then it happens to be part of one of your passions, then I've hit the jackpot. Definitely. Uh, Peter, obviously this has been a uh, uh, unfortunate year with the pandemic and everything. First of all, it canceled NCAAs for swimming last uh, March, but also now this winter season, no NESCAC competition. How have you been handling this from a coaching perspective? How are you handling this with your student athletes? Um, we're doing, we're doing really well. And it, it's, it was like a bunch of like punches to the gut. You know, like I was prepared. I'm like, they canceled, they canceled the spring. They canceled the fall. Like they're going to cancel the winter. Duh. Like, you know, it's coming, Pete, the writing's on the wall. And yet when we got notice of that, it was still like, oh my God, like 
what are the seniors doing now? Like, what are the, what is the team doing? Does this mean that the, the next time they swim shaved and tapered is 750 days after the last time they did? I mean, it was March of 2020, February of 2020, and they're not going to swim fast again until February of 2022. Like, these are like, how do you, how do you, how do you do this? Um, and then you just, you do what you do as a coach. Like you, you reinvent it. Like you see things in the pool that you don't like that day and you rewrite the set or you change it. And, and coach Wallace always calls it like you call an audible, you know, you're Tom Brady out there, call an audible Casares, like make the change. And so we just took that mentality and we said, okay, this is what we have. This is what it looks like for the next two weeks. And we started training for those two weeks. Um, and then all of a sudden there's an election. And so things change. And then all of a sudden there's COVID cases on campus two weeks later and things change again. And all the best laid plans kind of got like thrown to the side, but we just kept going, okay, what can we do? Um, and, and the thing that Vanessa and I wanted to do was give the athletes something for them to do, should they choose and should they want to get in there? So we gave them the autonomy to make those choices. They kept coming and they kept swimming um, and we did things correctly with the COVID policies and, and distancing. And, and the next thing you know is we're having some time trials at our pool and they're breaking pool records and varsity records. And they're feeling like, oh my God, I'm good still. I'm fast still. And the whole team's seeing this. And so we're going to come back next semester and we're going to go, okay, let's start training again. And when the opportunities arrive, arise for a virtual meet or an inter-squad meet, or, or maybe the vaccine's really working and we're in April driving up to Colby for a day meet. I don't know what's going to happen. Like we have these little dreams and hopes and we're going to like just keep working towards them. The NCA and the NESCAC gave us dates to train kids. And so we're going to work with them and we're going to just supply them with this chance to, to keep training. And then we're going to put the touch pads in and tell them to go fast. And they're going to just see themselves getting better and preparing themselves for 2022. Um, when we show up to NESCAX and we go, look at, we're two years better than we once were. And we're going to show everybody now. Yeah. Vanessa, I saw some of that on Instagram. I think, I believe you run the Instagram account, right? I imagine. Yep. Builds it on the Instagram account. <laughs> she doesn't just run it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, Vanessa, what's it been like to see some of these student athletes continue to, you know, break these pool records. I mean, even in a time when there's no competitions against other schools. Yeah. Well, what's amazing about this opportunity that we gave them to be able to race or even train this semester and, obviously it was their choice was that the seniors all decided that they were going to keep showing up and train. Um, so that was pretty amazing. I mean, here they are, their season's been canceled. They don't have another championship meet, but they still showed up. I mean, some of them were still at our 6am practices. Um, they trained every day. And so that I think is amazing. Um, and then to, yeah, witness pool records and even varsity records after only training together for a couple months, um, just kind of goes to show what your body can do. I mean, granted, they probably trained a little bit in the summer or whatever they could do. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're really talented athletes that we get to work with and they love swimming. Um, so they, you know, if they can, they'll find a way to stay in the water and stay in shape. Um, so, I mean, luckily we were able to have that opportunity to give them racing time and put the touch pads in um, because I think it was, it was very worth it. Absolutely. Peter, you know, when you first got into coaching, who were some of your mentors and who are maybe currently your mentors, you know, that you, you look up to that you try to take some ideas from and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I first started coaching at Miami, Ohio, I, um, 
I got to work with Pete Lindsay, the head coach there, and he was um, a scientist and an artist. And he just, he understood the physiological aspects of training and, and taught me a ton um, about that. Um, and then showed me what was really capable, what athletes could do. Um, from there, I went on to work at Kenyon College with Jim Steen, who had won 32 national titles in a row um, and the most decorated coach in collegiate history. Um, and he was, it was the most amazing two years. You know, I spent two years of graduate school at Miami, Ohio. Then I went on to Kenyon and I considered that my doctorate, like two years with the best swimming program, the most consistent, the most, uh, you know, successful, um, it was, it was amazing. And I, and I put in my 80 to hundred hour weeks happily just to be near him and to listen. And so to take it all in. So those were two amazing people. Um, I'd be silly not to tell you that my college coach at Gettysburg was a huge inspiration to me. I mean, he coached for 30 plus years, retired last year and had um, someone from every class between 84 and 2019 show up to his retirement party. I mean, the guy was a legend um, and he did it the right way. And he cared about his athletes more than he cared about swimming. And it taught me a lot about the other side of the sport too, about the humanity and the, and the being there and the being truthful with your kids. So not only did I learn how to like coach and motivate and, and instill confidence, but I learned about relationships from those three, from those three people. Um, I was also really lucky in high school to have a, a female head coach that had just started her career and she became one of Connecticut's best high school coaches, most successful ones. So being there and going back to her and talking with her throughout the years has always been great for me. Um, and then now, like now my mentor is Vanessa. Um, like I listen to her and, 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 and pick up things all the time. Um, we go to a lot of conferences together and, and listen to great coaches talk and, and then sit down and, and talk through what we heard and what it means and how we can apply it to the team. Um, and then I run swim camp over the summer and I have great um, coaches from across the country that come out and spend two, three weeks with us. Um, and, you know, Abby Breathauer at, at Tufts is one of them. And um, Danny Corman, who was the MIT coach and is now at Cal Berkeley as the associate head coach. She was great. Brad Burnham at um, Bowdoin. He's another guy that's taught me a ton. I mean, I've just been lucky to have um, a bunch of people throughout my career that have helped out and continue to. How about for you, Vanessa? Obviously, you've been working with Peter for quite some time, but, you know, mentors for you? Yeah, I think, you know, I probably wouldn't have come to Bates if it wasn't for one, my dad, and then also Becky Woods and Paul Gassengay, the Nordic ski and um, tennis coaches here at Bates. I reached out to them when I was in high school um, and asked them questions because they were Bates alums. And they also had parents that were connected with Bates. So, um they helped out a lot with, with that kind of process. Um, and then, you know, swimming here for four years with coach Maholland, um, who had been the coach of the program for a long time. Um, I learned a lot in the sense of, you know, family and, um, the traditions that we have here on the team. Um, I mean, he, he definitely helped me become an eight time all American, um, and then moving out to California, swimming under Dave Salo of University of Southern California. I learned a ton from him, um, as well as the coaches of that program. Um, and as I started to get older, I really started to look up to a lot more female coaches. And Catherine Casey, who um, was the associate head coach at USC, 
um, I really admired what she was doing and she was a single mom and, you know, really successful swim coach. Um, so I tried to piggyback ideas and just learn from her a lot. Um, and then, you know, since I've been here at Bates, definitely Peter, um, I've learned a ton from him and I continue to learn a lot. And, um, I'm a part of this great NESCAC women's coaches group. And so I learn a lot from them and we stay in touch. Um, so it's really nice to be connected to other female coaches, whether they're assistants or head coaches. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, so far I, you know, I keep like wanting and willing to have a lot more mentors in my life. It's, you know, I definitely, um, want to continue to grow and learn in the sport of swimming. Um, so, yeah. I wanted to follow up on uh, Becky Woods and Paul Gassingay. Um, you know, now you're colleagues with them. How crazy is that after having reached out to them in high school? What's that like? <laughs> yeah, they probably like don't know that I like kind of looked up to them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, we're, we, you know, Paul has an office upstairs and Becky's in another building, but it's pretty cool to see them around campus and and have them still here and be so invested in, in Bates. Excellent. Well, Peter, any other thoughts you wanted to share about why you coach that we haven't gotten to talk about yet? No, you pretty much hit it all. It was nice to head back and reflect a little bit. So I appreciate that. This is a great series, Aaron. Um, you're keeping the content fresh, so I appreciate it. But, you know, as Vanessa said, we are, we are lucky to work here at Bates College with the support from the administration, from the president all the way down. And then with the students that we get here at Bates. Bates attracts the best. So um, we are happy to come to work and be amazed by these kids every single day. And, you know, to Vanessa's point, you know, I think we both are here because we love the program and we love the sport and we love each other um, and the team. And we saw that in our seniors this year, like she said, they kept coming and it wasn't to swim fast. It was to be with their teammates. And I think that's what it really is all about. They, they didn't want that to end and they kept doing it. So um, that's what I'm probably most proud of. Vanessa, how about for you? Any other thoughts you wanted to share? Go Bobcats. There you go. Peter Casares, Vanessa Williamson. Thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll continue our Wyatt Coach series with head rowing coach Peter Seenstra and head squash coach Rye Hergeth. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates